You don't get it, son. This isn't a mud hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. sessions in broad daylight. I know why you're afraid to go out at night. The Batman. See, Batman had shown Gotham the true colors of unfortunate. But some clown who thinks he's Batman. I am Batman! before you've nothing left. I don't care what happens to me. It's only gonna get worse for you. Whoa, take it easy, sweetheart. Hear everything they say, ain't you? Hey there, welcome back to the Batcave, Dark Knight Friends and Family. This is another episode of the Eternal Night Podcast. As you all know, if you've all heard this before, you all know who my voice is. You all know that I am not alone. Uh, my name is Philip Barker. I'm joined once again by my co-host, the Alfred to my Batman, the other Batman from the multiverse, my friend, Craig Blaylock. How you doing, Craig? Doing really good. Tell me about it, right? We're, we are now one day after the infamous DC fandom of 2021, and we are here to talk about all the Batastic related news that has come out of it. Uh, I know there was a lot of giant, big DC things uh, that were announced throughout DC fandom, and I'm going to save that for an episode of Superhero Stress with a couple other people, so be on the lookout for that. But right now, um, for this episode, we're, Craig and I are just going to predominantly focus on mostly mostly Batman-related stuff, but you all know what we're going to be here to talk about, which I'm sure we'll get to later. Um, as for the past episodes, we've been doing uh, Batman the Animated Series episodes on HBO Max that are in that 
order. Um, unfortunately, Craig and I have been really busy and we did not get a chance to see uh, Feet of Clay, so part one or two, so we will save that for our next episode. So in the meantime, I guess that, you know, this episode will just be a general Batman roundtable of things Batman related from uh, DC fandom. Uh, so if you're, if you're listening, thank you. appreciate it. If this is your first time listening. Um, welcome to the show. And uh, Craig, first and foremost, um, what was, if I'm going to ask you this, you know, what was your most favorite anticipated thing from DC fandom this year? Did you have any, any wishes or checkbox tick marks that were ticked off for you? Uh, honestly, the, the major big one is just I wanted to see more of the Batman and that trailer I think can pretty much be summed up in two words holy shit yeah uh, that was just wow um, that definitely lived up to everything I was expecting and even more um, very happy to see Black Adam um, that was probably the other thing that I was probably the most interested to see I wanted to see what Dwayne Johnson was going to bring to the role granted we don't really see that much but uh, what they did show definitely has me excited to see what uh, what's to come for that film. Yeah, that was a very quick introduction to who or what this version of Black Adam is going to be like. Um, I know Dwayne The Rock Johnson has definitely made some some things abundantly clear about Black Adam in regards to Superman on Twitter and in wake of that introduction being being shown to us. Um, also, you know, that that kind of kicked the fandom off and then followed up right after that, I think, was a reveal for either Gotham Knights or Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. And I think you and I were talking a little bit off air about how, you know, we really want to, you know, invest in these games because the developers behind them. But at the same time, like we're not there isn't any gameplay footage. And that's 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 a bit of an issue. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that we're going on almost what maybe just shy of two years since suicide squad kill the justice league was announced and we've yet to see gameplay footage i'm just like i I, that's cool if you want to show me a new trailer and show me more of these characters but this is a video game and i want to see the gameplay i want to see how this game is going to play out and until you do that i'm really not going to be that interested or invested in in a video game like that and that's kind of where my disappointment stems too, because last year at Fandom they had like some alpha footage for Gotham Knights, and then they pushed the game back, and then all they did this year was show just an, another story trailer about the Court of Owls. And it's like, okay, that's cool, yeah. You know, the Court of Owls are a pretty terrifying menace of Gotham City. They're a shadow organization. Like, yeah, that's great that they're that you're using them as the villains. Show me what it's like to fight them as the four, you know. Batman sidekicks like I, yep. I would I would really love to see that aspect of it yeah and I think it's just I've between with you and I being you know we worked in the gaming industry and GameStop you know it's just we've come to, and gamers in general have come to terms with the fact that like if you're going to show a trailer of just predetermined CG rendered stuff then you better deliver at some point and stuff like this when it's just every trailer is just more cutscene footage you're it, it just for me it just loses my excitement because i'm like if you don't have the confidence to show us how this game is going to play why am i going to invest in it right and it's like look i want to invest in a story where i get the choice between red hood batgirl nightwing and robin 
I've uh, yeah. made it abundantly clear. Like I will happily play as Robin of the little bit of gameplay footage just based on what they had last year. But I really want to see more of what you guys have to offer. And when you got to your point, when they just show nothing but but cinematic stuff, it's just like, well, shit. How confident really are you in this? Yeah, you know, and. I, I, you know, again, you know, the Court of Owls haven't been done in a video game. It's cool that they're being used, but it's like, show me how I fight them. Mm-hmm. And to to to, suic- to jump to Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, like, yeah, cool, you showed me the Flash, you showed me Wonder Woman, you showed me a Superman, you showed me a Green Lantern. That's great. You showed me how they're all going to kind of come come together in a story. I still didn't see jack shit about gameplay footage. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm wondering if it's going to be, I, I'll be pretty disappointed if it ends up being like how the Marvel Avengers game turned out and how this uh, this Guardians of the Galaxy game is turning out. If it's just these like kind of like co-op looter shooter type things where all you're going to be doing is just mashing buttons and knocking numbers off of the characters, I'm not going to be very much interested in it. Yeah, that doesn't. That really doesn't do much for me. I mean, I I saw about half a fandom before I had to get up and go work at the co- at, at the shop, and I I gotta say, like there there, I honestly feel like this this year's fandom was maybe a little bit more underwhelming than last year's was. But yeah, I I don't know. Like it was nice to see certain projects that we know have been in been in the works. It it was nice to see at least where where they're at at, at some level of development, while you know they did not at all address anything else that they've announced. Like there, there wasn't any kind of announcement for um, Green Lantern, the TV show on HBO max. There wasn't anything for Zatanna. There wasn't anything for, um, I don't think there might've been one for, for Naomi, but I could be totally wrong about that. It was nice to see the milestone. There was a panel for the milestone branch of DC. That was cool. Um, but overall, I just really feel like that, 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 you know, they just kind of packed in a lot of stuff into four hours. So here you go, have fun. But of the, of the things that we got, I do feel like the, the video games were, were a bit of a, a letdown in, in certain, certain respect. Well, and I just feel like I feel some of their decisions to show, you know, like the Blue Beetle announcement. That's cool that you're making, you know, a Blue Beetle, you know, HBO Max exclusive film. But if you're just if if all you're going to show for it is just a piece of concept art, I just that is that really necessary? Do you have to bring that to your presentation? And, you know, the, I guess you could say the same about Batgirl. Too. Yeah, I was going to say the same there, too, because they did show off that they confirmed that she's going to have red hair. They confirmed that her costume's going to be inspired by the Burnside run, which fine. Cool. But it's like. You know, these movies are are like in the very, very early stages of pre-production, and if you, yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I'm like, if 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 all you really have to show, is like little bits of concept art, like that's fine, and that's cool that you have your cast and crew out there wanting to talk about their, you know, getting into the grid of this project, but like, I, I'm kind of with you. Like, you know, maybe maybe it would maybe serve a little bit more maybe if they had, you know, shown off a costume test or something. I I I don't know. Yeah. Or just even just a, a slight little teaser. I just I feel like when all you're gonna do is show a piece of concept art, it's too early then for you to be talking about it. I feel like keep, Batgirl keep it under wraps and just wait just a bit longer. I feel like Batgirl. Well, they've the directors and Leslie Grace both like they're in heavy, heavy like late pre-production, getting ready to film, 
and I honestly feel like they could, they might have, could have, you know, maybe we're just asking too much at this point, but, you know, shame on us, slap hand, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not wrong to have that same perspective, though. I mean, because obviously, to your point, like, if, if you feel like you have something special here, which Batgirl, I don't think, has ever been had this any kind of level of cinematic respect in, in almost 20 years. Yeah. It's, it's you know... It's nice that they're keeping certain things under wraps, but it's interesting that, you know, the directors were asked point blank on on the red carpet world premiere of, of one of the recent movies. I don't remember which one, but they were asked point blank, like, which Batman was going to be in Batgirl, and they weren't allowed to say. And it's like, well, you guys got, got back J.K. Simmons, right? Like, that to me just kind of spells out what Batman you're going to use. And on top of yeah. that, when one of the directors post an image of himself looking at the Ben Affleck cow of Batman. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, come on. Like if, if you're, if, if you don't want to tell the press, I understand that's, that's absolutely one thing. Right. But even still it's, 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 it's just the little things like that, that might send fans in a tizzy of, Oh, well, if it is Michael Keaton, it doesn't make it. It's like, you whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even still, like to that, to that end, I don't think it would make sense for Michael Keaton's Batman to be the Batman. If JK Simmons is going to be the Gordon, because at that point, yeah. That Batman is older than Jim Gordon. <laughs> yeah. But if by virtue that single slip of Ben Affleck would be Batman in Batgirl, that would ultimately not necessarily spoil, but it more or less confirm his fate after the Flash film. Because I think Batgirl is supposed to come either before or after the Flash. Yeah, I believe after. Well, I think. Yeah, after because they're both HBO Max exclusives. Yeah, yeah. Bat Batgirl and Blue Beetle specifically. Uh, speaking of the Flash, there was a little bit of a tease with that because they are in the latter days of filming that film right now. Like they're on the last tail end of filming. If not, I think they did wrap filming like a couple days ago. Yeah, um, I was okay with the Flash trailer or the teaser. It was all right. It's Batman Nothing... related, even though I don't know that it yeah. necessarily needed to be, but it is. Yeah. Just like you and I were talking about earlier um, before we started this, it's just like, I felt like for a teaser for a Flash movie, why was the focus so much on Batman? There was quite a bit of focus on Keaton's Batman. He had a voiceover for it. There's two Flashes. There's a Supergirl. Um, I'm kind of curious to know. I, I don't necessarily... I'm. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the two flashes. That's kind of what I'm getting at because obviously one is from the universe that we've seen over the last, you know, almost 10 years develop. And then obviously uh -huh. I think the other one is clearly from the universe that, that Keaton's Batman and this Supergirl are from. It's kind of my guess, I guess of that situation. But I think you're right. Like there, there is a bit of a heavy hand there for Keaton's Batman and, um, that is quite contentious for some people because you know, this, this has been a movie that has been in literal development hell for over a decade. Yeah. But it does also look like they're taking some inspiration from some of the flashpoint stuff. Like obviously it looks like Barry Allen's going to see his mother. Um, so that's intriguing. I'm also kind of on the fence about that suit. I think it looks okay. But the the helmet piece looks a little awkward. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. When I saw that, just this 
the suit overall isn't bad, but I definitely agree on the helmet. Also, I understand not wanting to show Michael Keaton's Batman again. Was it really necessary to do a behind the shot of him? Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like just we, like we know he's Batman. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I don't really see the point in trying to like hold that as some giant surprise. He's been in two movies with the suit on. Like, I don't necessarily know that that you know having Barry Allen looking at the back of Michael Keaton's Batman asking, "Are you in?" is you know a great surprise if you ask me. I'm right there with you. It was it was fine. It was okay. Um, I'm you know I've got my reservations about the film because again you know I I truly think Ray Fisher should be a part of this movie and he's not mm-hmm. and that's unfortunate. And I feel I, honestly I even kind of feel like that 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 second flash might be some might have something to do with that on some written constructive level. I don't know, but. I'm kind of in a wait and see with that film, but after seeing some footage of it and given some announcements that regard another movie, I feel a little bit more comfortable in that hopefully by the end of this film, there will not be a singular unified universe where, you know, you've got Keaton's Batman, Sasha Kai's Supergirl, and Ezra's Flash, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. I I don't think that's the case. I, I truly think it'll just go back to being multiverse one universe here one universe one universe here like all three separate things you know but time will tell that movie comes out in november of next year so we'll see and i do agree with you i remember you mentioned a couple of episodes ago about how you were kind of annoyed how a majority of people are so excited to see keaton back in the role and yet you know a large majority of people were against affleck being in the batman role because he was quote unquote too old. And I really feel that's what I, I, now that I'm seeing more of it and I'm seeing more people kind of reacting to the teaser trailer, I got to agree with you. Like everyone's like, Oh my God, it's going to be so amazing to see Keaton back. And I'm like, well, you guys, you guys had a problem with Affleck being the quote unquote old Batman. And you're totally okay with Keaton coming back in the roles. There is a bit of hypocrisy there, I think. Yeah. And it's, it's it's honestly kind of frustrating because you know I'm not I'm not at all saying Michael Keaton was a bad Batman I'm yeah. just I'm just like you know we've seen his Batman obviously it, it had to have taken some kind of you know some kind of writing to bring him back to the role for this of all things because you know he famously turned down Batman Forever mm-hmm. for pretty obvious reasons so I'm very curious to see what what drew him back 30 years later like are they gonna do kind of like another a Dark Knight Returns kind of spin where he's, you know, jaded, been semi-retired, or they're going to do like a, you know, kind of a, a flash pointy kind of thing where it's just him operating now. And that was, you know, Alfred, like, I don't know. I honestly have no idea where their angle is with, with Michael Keaton, Batman. And look, I have, I have his logo tattooed on my arm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm curious. I'm, at best, I'm curious, but it is not, at the top of my list as far as as DC films go. So, you know, it really does kind of go the Batman, Aquaman and Black Adam are kind of tied for second place, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and then The Flash. Yeah. And, you know, there really isn't much to go on for Blue Beetle or Batgirl, so I, I don't really know where to slot those as far as excitement goes to begin with. 
I think the other thing that really excited me from fandom, and honestly, I wasn't really expecting anything out of it, or, or I wasn't expecting them to really talk about it at all, was the um, the quick little presentation they did on um, Batman Cape Crusader. Yeah. Um, got a chance to watch that uh, yesterday, and uh, yeah, wow. Can't wait to see what this show is going to be like, if that that little bit of footage that they showed us is any kind of indication what it's going to be like. Well, that's the, the short from... Batman Strange Days. It oh, is. is it? Yeah, it is. And it's it's it is pretty much everything I figured Cape Crusader was gonna be. Um it's a very obviously it's I don't think it's all gonna be black and white, plus James Tucker gets one episode on there, which I think he probably will. Um but it definitely does feel like they're gonna do Batman the Animated Series just a little bit more unchained, a little bit more adult, but it's definitely gonna be in that same kind of timeless setting it's definitely gonna have i feel like batman's gonna look like he did in strange days where his ears are gonna be a little more outwards and a little bit more mm-hmm. pointed uh, he might have the purple gloves and i did also i think they did mention that it would also still maintain relevancy in terms of modern representation so that's always pleasant too and i think i feel like you know even back then and with the animated series they still did that with a lot of the technology that they had and what they did with it yeah i i'm very excited to hear them say like you know they didn't quite outright say it but you know how they said you know we were kind of restricted being on you know public television we weren't able to do some of the things that we kind of wanted to do and take it in a more adult direction so knowing that it is going to go in that direction i'm very very excited to see what kind of storylines that we're going to get out of this show. Let me just add an asterisk to that because let's just also acknowledge the fact that Bruce Tim, while creatively genius for the most part, has some adult duds, i.e. Batman and Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the that killing joke. Unfortunate. Yep. So, oh boy, I couldn't even honestly, I couldn't even finish Batman. And what's and even Harley funnier Quinn. is like I, I pointed this out to you and a couple other people. He, Bruce Tim, and I mean this with nothing but love and respect. Bruce Tim looked like Max Shrek in that interview. Mm-hmm. He, he looked, absolutely he, did. He looked exactly <laughs> like Christopher Walken did on the set of, of Batman Returns in, in that interview. I was just blown away. Like, wow. Yeah. That is, I don't know if that's intentional or not. I feel like maybe it is. If it is, okay. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that kind of stood out to me when, when him. Matt Reeves, James Tucker, and JJ were all talking, and every time it went back to Bruce Tim, I just kept thinking, it's Batman Returns. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even... That's one of the only, out of all of the DC animated movies, Batman and Harley Quinn, I could not finish it. I did. I finished it, but it's it wasn't so much as something that... It's not that I didn't enjoy it. There are just some things that you can only watch once, and you only need to watch once. That was one of those movies. Yeah. At least for me, anyway. But I guess we should finally get to the the mother of things that we want to talk about. The thing that really, the thing you absolutely made a post about, too. Yep. <laughs> and, man, this was arguably the most anticipated thing of my day yesterday. And I was at work when it dropped. I can actually, I can tell you right now, the moment it dropped... I was putting comics back, and my coworker, he just leans up and he goes, "Hey, Phil, the trailer dropped." And I was like, "Okay." And it was about <laughs> it was about two o'clock too, so it was about two o'clock my time. And um, I was like, "All right, let me let me take a break and 
cashless on my phone and sure enough like you know just blew me away like every every inch of footage of that that two minute 36 something watt teaser trailer whatever you want to call it just absolutely mesmerizing from start to finish um it was the thing that we all talked about throughout the majority of the rest of the day at the, at the comic book store and oh i can only imagine <laughs> and then when when i got home i i practically watched on repeat nonstop just to, just because it was just that good like it it looks like the batman movie that i've been wanting to see for quite some time it looks really intriguing there's a level of horror that i didn't expect to be there there's a level of brutality i was not expecting i mean I, I i i don't even know where to begin craig go ahead like how do you feel about this the trailer for the batman the full full trailer for the batman i mean it pretty much uh i went back and listened to our uh breakdown of the teaser trailer and it pretty much gave me everything i wanted uh to see more of i you know we talked about how we wanted to see what andy circus was going to look like as alfred they delivered on that mm-hmm. he has a freaking scar on his face um you know, we got to see, I was hoping to see more of how the combat's going to play out. They definitely show that off. Um, yeah, every every single bit of this trailer is just phenomenal. It may very well be one of the best movie trailers I've ever seen. And it kicks off with a really great way, in a really great way. Like, it, it you, yeah. you see a shot of someone sitting in a diner, and then you see a swarm of cops come in, and you're like, oh, okay, I know exactly where this is going. Sure enough. Yep. You get a side view of what Paul Dono looks like as Edward Nigma, Edward Nash, yep. whatever his name is. It doesn't really matter because Batman calls him the Riddler in this, and I think that's badass. Um, and the, to kind of cap off that intro before you get the WB logo, you get a riddle symbol inside of a coffee cup. <laughs> in the coffee, yeah. And I'm just like, how much more faithful could you get? And you know, you know what I just noticed because uh, I, you know, I've got the trailer pulled up as we're discussing it. You notice the um, color on the cup is green. Yes, I did notice that. <laughs> I did. And when it cuts, when it cuts back from the Warner logo and stuff, you the we first the signal we get the signal with Jeffrey Wright, and I love that it's not like the other signals in the last few movies have been, where you can kind of see like a bright bluish white light. No, yeah. this signal is like kind of grim and tattered and dirty is like just like the city is and well, honestly just like we talked about how in the last episode how we're gonna see him kind of becoming batman and putting things together that's what this symbol kind of looks like too like they just kind of cobbled together this thing you know what it also is it's a homage well, to his initial symbol yeah very true because his initial symbol did not have the bad ears mm-hmm. yep I also love that this symbol, when it's up in the sky, you get a voiceover of Batman and he's talking about it not really being a call or anything like that. That it's just a warning. It's a threat. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get an expansion on him taking out that that crew of goons. And yep. boy, does he go to town on them. We get an extended shot of that, uh, the gunshot to his chest plate. Yes. Like we did in the teaser trailer, but we get to see what the consequences for that guy that shot him in the chest is. And I'm guessing, like, just judging from it, I'm guessing he's got, like, tasers built into his gloves, maybe? Potentially. That... I mean, is it a shot gauntlet thing, maybe, like, from Arkham That's... Origins? 
that's what I was kind of thinking. Like, I mean, you could tell dude is dude is not having a good time being <laughs> being grasped by that thing. I like that how that piece in particular, the expansion on the on what happens to him if he gets shot. And you, you see it's it's clearly the same goons from the end of the first trailer. Like we see yeah. that we see that fight expanded upon. He's clearly capable of taking out a number of people all at once. But then after that after that I think is like one of the most you know it's I think this moment here is gonna be kind of like a, a Dark Knight moment where it's it's Batman and the Riddler and the, I think they're in Arkham. I th- That's exactly what I'm thinking. He's been captured. He's been sent to Arkham, and Batman's interrogating him, probably trying to get information out of him regarding whatever these riddles are that he's these threats that he's sending the city. Yeah, because he clearly says, you know, I've I've been trying to get a hold of you, and and it's clearly kind of touched a nerve with Batman. He says, "What have yeah. you done?" And then immediately after that, you get a building that gets blown to shit, and then Bruce Wayne. You get a really great shot of Pattons of of Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne outside with the media. And he says, this is a powder keg and the Riddler's the match. Mm -hmm. So whatever is going on in Gotham city, the Riddler is very much keen about it. He's about to blow it all to high hell, basically make it known. That's kind of my assessment of that line. Then we get a quick shot of a Selena Kyle. Not only do we, do we get a quick shot of Selena Kyle? Like we get that, we get, Selena Kyle and Batman, like and Batman, on a, yeah, on, on a rooftop, and I think this is next to the bat signal. Uh, yeah, you might be right, actually. And honestly, this shot of them on the signal on the on the rooftop with the signal, it's a little uh bat cat with by Clayman and Tom King. We also get Selena telling Bruce that she can take care of herself, and <laughs> she proceeds to do so. Oh man, I am just so excited to see Zoe Kravitz to take on the role of Catwoman. And we get our quick shot of, uh, man, that makeup work. Colin Farrell is the Penguin. With a voiceover from Andy Serkis' Alfred. Yep. And Boom. definitely, uh, I'm guessing this is after the car chase scene, because you can tell uh, Penguin's got some some cuts, some, some stitching on him. So this is after probably Penguin got roughed up from his encounter with Batman. Well, I feel like if he got if he encountered Batman not long after that, I don't know if he'd make it home. He might make it into a jail cell. <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned to you that Alfred, Andy Serkis' Alfred, I don't know why, but he really reminds me of, of Michael Goff's Alfred, the way they dress. with him. Yeah. But he's got a beard, and he's got a cut and a scar on his right eye. Yeah. No, his left eye. Yeah, it'd be his left eye. And I'm curious to see if they'll expand upon that or if that's just an aesthetic choice. I also love that there's a shot of Pattinson wearing black shades and he's looking up from a <laughs> yeah. newspaper. I'm just like, okay, you got the Bruce Wayne look down to a T. Yeah. And then you got the shot of him standing. It looks like he's probably got this all. It looks like it's a set of a crime scene almost, but it's like he's drawing up, trying to figure out the Riddler's plans, I guess. It's, it's really strange. It's an interesting shot from a top-down perspective. So... All of the, they all meet in the middle with a Riddler question mark. And yeah. Coulson, I do believe, is the one that I that we talked about in the last trailer. He's the the mayor. No, that's not that's not the mayor. Coulson oh. is um, Peter Skarsgård's character, the other district attorney. The mayor, I think, would be referring to the above. No more lies. Um, 
the sins of my father feels like a nod to what was spoken at the end of the last year like you're part of this too how am i part of this you'll see i think there will be and matt reeves has even said as such like this film will touch on his origin in a way so again i'm wondering if the waynes are tied to whatever is going on here any kind of corruption that might be going on if they might have something to do with it um savage I do believe that the the commissioner in this film franchise name, the one that before, I I guess, the one before Commissioner Gordon would be Commissioner Savage. So maybe at some Mm. point in the movie, he probably bites the dust somewhere. So it's almost like Riddler in this movie, he's going to be going after, like, the people of power of Gotham. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And then Mitchell... I don't know what Mitchell's referring to. It could be the mayor, could be somebody else, but it's obviously all part of Riddler's game, and it's probably somebody definitely in the higher ups of Gotham. And then in the lower right corner, you got that phrase, renewal is a lie. Yes. I don't know what that means yet either, but I'm sure we'll find out. Well, and you notice too, on all of those, the No More Lies Coulson, Savage, and Mitchell all have these like looks like they're just littered with photographs and the renewal is a lie has nothing around it yet huh good catch then after that we get i think they reused some of the motorcycle sequence that was in the first trailer you go back to batman and catwoman and then this quick little shot of him just beating somebody up here yeah, he goes to town on some fools in a club. Then he also kind of goes up and confronts Oswald Cobblepot. And Cobblepot kind of makes a remark, oh, easy, sweetheart. So I was wondering this. Did you catch, not just in this shot where you hear a little bit of the penguin, but towards the end here of the trailer, I'm getting a very, like, Robert De Niro, like, Goodfellas, like, casino vibe from his performance i think he's gonna be a very like smart aleck you know mob boss type i don't know i really dug his his voice for the character well if anything if he owns a club or a a facility of some kind i'd almost wager it's probably an iceberg lounge yeah and i could definitely see him having that that kind of attitude especially if you know, he's doing one thing on the front for his business, but behind closed doors, he's doing something else that he probably shouldn't be doing. So he'd probably, if he were to, you know, dance around that, he'd probably do it in a very smart-ass kind of way. Yeah. Now, there are some other shots here of Selena Kyle, as well as, like, Mm -hmm. Batman just going to town on some thugs up and down some stairs, as well as, like, in a club by the looks of it, too. Or even, maybe even a... uh, maybe a prison i don't know no it looks more like a club yeah i'm thinking it's a nightclub of some kind yeah batman just takes this guy's head and smashes it over a pole this is just something else then selena kyle takes a gun out of her helmet i'm wondering what all that's about yeah because it feels like they're showing a lot of emphasis on batman but they have yet to reveal what catwoman's part to play in this will be but I keep theorizing, and I'm pretty confident in that she will more than likely be the daughter of Roma, Carmine Falcone. I think so, too. Now that we're kind of seeing more of her character in the trailer and seeing that she's going to be much more involved in the story, that uh, I think you're right. 
I think she is going to end up having ties. I think a big emphasis of this film is going to be this kind of mob war that's going on. I think so too. And she even says at one point, you know, we're not so different. Who are you underneath that mask? And then she kind of jumps off a building very agile with agility, Mm -hmm. you know? But then like Batman, there's a shot there in the trailer too, where Batman like just jumps down through like a bunch of debris and just, yeah, he's got the cape and it's like, it's oof. I love one thing I noticed, uh, the scene. So right after the shot of her taking the gun out, and you got that awesome, awesome shot of Batman looking over the city with, like, Dawn kind of popping up. Yeah. It jumps to a quick cut of uh, Selena Kyle talking to Batman, and she's, like, got her hand on his on his head. Yes. You notice she uh, cuts her nails into the shape of claws. Oh, yeah. I love that. I caught that the first time I watched it. Love that little detail. It also looks like that they're both going to be doing a bit of... Um what's the right word here public disguise yeah because he's got a drifter outfit in which he throws makeup on she's seen wearing a number of different wigs and then you got the shot of oh man this hallway shot in the dark oh yeah with the machine guns and you can see that this Batman is very hit. This suit is very bulletproof the suit's bulletproof that shot feels like a very uh a little bit of a homage to the Dark Knight Rises in which Batman kind of takes out a dude shooting at him or even the Dark Knight Returns where Batman uh, takes out a couple guys shooting guns at him. Did you ever... Uh, so the what it reminded me of the most as an homage, did you ever see the movie uh, Equilibrium with Christian Bale? Yes. That scene where he uh, he goes into the dark room and it's that quick gunfight between him and a bunch of people, it reminded me a lot of that. That's true, too. I didn't even think about that. And then it cuts to the the iconic line from his Batman, I'm Vengeance. Yep. Obviously, from the last trailer. More of the Batmobile. Right. More of the Batmobile doing its thing. We get him, like, doing a a Batman grin, like, doing a growl, kind of. But then also there's a shot of, I would imagine, Batman in kind of a paraglider suit jumping off a building as a bunch of cops are coming after him. We actually see Batman glide for once. Which I'm very and that's got to be see. that's got to be him escaping what I was assuming in the teaser trailer as the police station. Yeah, that definitely feels right. That feels like that feels accurate. And then we also kind of get a helicopter coming down. But then the next shot of Batman, he's all like dirty. And there's mm-hmm. like a bunch of just dust and dirt all around him. We get a voiceover of the Riddler who was black, blue, dead all over, dead all over. <laughs> Even though he's giving, like, we get a shot of him and his full mask on a live stream. And just, we get Batman beating the shit out of somebody, kind of Ben Affleck style. Mm-hmm. And even, and while he's beating them up, you can see Selena Kyle's right there watching him. So she's kind of getting, like, horrified at what he's doing to whoever it is that he is beating up. I think he's probably beating up the Penguin or the Riddler. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I think he's beaten up one of them, too, at, at, at that shot. And she's just mortified at just the damage that he's doing to whoever he's beating the shit out of. We also get a shot of Gordon with a bunch of GCPD kind of backing away from, I think, where where the car goes into the church. We also get a shot of Bruce throw a towel around himself, and he's kind of covered in a couple scars. 
This is the shot right here that was probably to me the most interesting shot of the trailer. This scene with it looks like Batman is walking it I don't want to say like a sewer or maybe like a catacomb of some sort and he's got like a flare and there's all of these bodies behind him. So the beginning of that shot, he's holding a flare, and if you t stop it at the right moment, you can actually see all the bullets, all the bullet damage to his chest. Oh, yeah, I can see that. So you'd have to wonder if he's going to get an upgrade by the end of, the suit, by the end of this movie yeah. or not. But, yeah, it does kind of look like there are a bunch of people behind him. I don't necessarily know if it's like a an underground catacomb, sewer, what have you. I'm not really sure. But we'll see. But then there's also like a quick blink and you'll miss it message saying see you in see hell. See you in hell. Yep. Probably from the Riddler. And then at the end of that, after, you know, what's black, blue, and dead all over, you can hear the Riddler growl you with a close-up on Batman's face. And then the explosion from the teaser trailer of him getting knocked back. Quick shot of Selena Kyle looking over a bridge and then it cut back to Andy Serkis's offer going, dear God. Yeah. And then that that chase sequence with the Batmobile, and you see Batman scream, and Penguin thinking he gets him, but then the Batmobile comes out of a flame and just rear-ends the Penguin. I love how confident he is. I got you! <laughs> I got you! Right? And then he just comes flying. That look of fear in Penguin's eyes as he looks back as the car comes out of the flames. Him just realizing, I have no chance. Oh, dude, that, that whole last shot of Batman walking up to his car, the upside-down angle, him walking with the fire behind him in the Batmobile mm -hmm. parked, Michael Giacchino's score, which I don't think That we've... score, man. Yeah. Man. That score is already iconic. I don't really give a shit what anybody says. No, absolutely. Like, I can't wait to hear the rest of it. I can't wait to hear it and see it with the movie. And... Yeah, I'm superbly excited for all of this. Yeah, what a trailer, man. And it moves at such a brisk pace, you know, at 2 minutes 50 seconds. There it just it flies by and you're just trying to take in everything that you've seen. It's number 1 on trending. It's got 15 million views just on the WB page alone. Yep. That's astonishing. And it's only in theaters March 4th, 2022. I hope to God that that date sticks, too. I don't need to see this movie switch a date any more times. Yeah. I've always said when it comes to when it comes to movies, when it comes to video games, if you have to delay it to make it better, fine. But try not to delay it too much. Yeah, too many delays is a sign of unconfidence. You'll start killing the hype. You'll start, you know, people will... There's a certain degree, there's a point where people go, okay, you've delayed, you've delayed, you've delayed, what's going on? What's the problems? And then people go into it looking for issues. Yep. Now I gotta say, for a film shot in the middle of a pandemic, that all of it looks pretty seamless, all things considered. Yeah. But that could just be clever editing, I don't know. I don't know that that trailer really like of all things that came from DC Phantom that was again the best thing about it 
I was kind of hoping that they wouldn't save it for last, but then at the same time, I kind of figured they would. I mean, what a way to end it. Yeah, Man. and then also considering just at what what various levels of, of pre- or post-production their their current film slate is at, it really doesn't surprise me that this was the only one that had like a full slew of footage to really choose from for a full-fledged trailer. Yeah. Because I think the next one after this would be Black Adam. Yeah. Because this comes out March 4th, and then Black Adam comes out in July. So. It'll be an interesting month for March, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, definitely. Well, Craig, do you have any final thoughts on this, uh, the Batman trailer? Do you need to see another trailer? Would if they do put out another one, would you watch it or are you content with this? I am just so content with this one. I'm hoping honestly, I mean what, we're in October now. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is no need for another trailer. And I think what I appreciated most about this trailer is that it really it didn't tell us much. You know, it gave us a lot of visuals. It gave us a lot of things to kind of pour over but if you think about it between this and the teaser i mean we just know that the riddler is causing problems in gotham and batman's trying to catch him yeah and really beyond that we don't know anything about the plot right and it also feels like this time around it isn't just a, a straightforward antagonist protagonist situation like a lot of the yeah. other Batman films have been there there does feel like a, a, a populated level of Gotham City here this time around like you have again you know you've got Zoe Kravitz playing Selena Kyle you have Colin Farrell playing the Penguin you have John Turturro as Commissioner or sorry <laughs> Carmine Falcone and then you've got uh, Jeffrey Wright playing James Gordon so yep. this world just feels like it's getting ready to just kick the doors open and go full hog on being who they who these people are, are going to be I, I i think i kind of maybe have said it somewhere else but it feels like if these people are going to become what we would consider quote traditional unquote versions of these characters then they are at at that last step if not foot through the door yeah to a, to a certain degree i mean obviously you know this is still batman's second year but Given the way that this trailer flowed together and the way that, that, that things might transpire, I definitely feel like you you will you could see some sort of evolution from everyone involved. And it's very exciting to think about things like that. Well, and supposedly, and again, I don't like to feed into rumors, but there are quite a few saying that the film's runtime, it's going to be like just shy of three hours long. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot of time to give us just so much story, so many characters. So I'm very, very interested to see, like you said, it's a very populated world that they seem to be trying to pull off. So with that kind of runtime, that gives us more than enough to just take in as this film progresses. Yeah, and it definitely feels like there is a level of quality that we haven't seen before and you know, a level of respect, I would even say, to just keep these characters who they are spiritually speaking and yeah I can, I can respect that and i'm i'm just more than excited to see it, this world evolve as time goes on so yeah we will be here for the batman when that movie drops march 4th as well as any other batman related content that we can stomach 
Um, as you all know, we you know we do watch. We are watching Batman the Animated Series, but you know, unfortunately, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Craig and I have been just been a little too busy. So we will save uh, Feet of Clay parts one, probably parts one and part two for the next episode or episodes that we decide to do. Um, I'm not quite sure what we're going to do next, but I'm sure we'll figure out. We're still in the month of Halloween, so we'll probably tackle the long Halloween at some point. Maybe we'll do a comparison between the book and the movies. I don't know. Anyway. That'd be interesting. We'll figure it out. We usually do. Uh, Craig, any final thoughts before we depart with our uh, depart our audience? No, nah, just uh, I hope everyone enjoyed Fandome. Like, like we said, you know, little disappointing in some aspects, but man, when they delivered, they really delivered on some of the things that they showed off yesterday. So I just hope everyone that uh, our Batman fans are excited for this movie. I, I think this could be a real turning point for DC. I feel that for the longest time, it's just been, oh, they're trying to be Marvel. They're trying to be Marvel. I felt Joker was kind of a good starting point in kind of, trying to do just separate stories and moving in different directions. Um, I think this is going to be the film that really truly gets DC in the direction they need to go and that they need to continue to go. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that folds out once they just, they merge with discovery and seeing if, you know, I'm sure this film will do well for them. Batman's always predictably done well for them. Uh, from a financial perspective and you know it i think you know to your point there there is always that criticism that dc is always trying to be like marvel and you could very well make that assessment based on certain films yeah. in their catalog sure and i don't disagree i mean you know considering who's in charge and the kind of baffling decisions they've made based on prior uh film sets and such it's just you know it, it's not surprising but at the same time I feel like that if you give the filmmakers the ability to do whatever they need to do to tell a great story and build the world that they want to build, i.e. Matt Reeves with this movie, you're bound to have something special. And honestly, I don't think you don't get that unless you have a dedicated cast, a director with a very strong, clear vision, and also just the, the right kind of people who are in their positions. Like Greg Frazier's direct, director of photography and his fingerprints are all over this trailer if you've seen uh -huh. uh, star wars rogue one you've definitely seen his work and then of course michael giacchino ironically enough he's done some stuff for marvel like he's he's he did this score for doctor strange and he's done the newer scores for all spider-man films so um it's only fitting that he would do batman uh -huh. and he's also done star trek too he did star trek the jj abrams star trek and I gotta admit, like his score just already just sounds like a Batman score. Absolutely. Like this this score is probably the most impressive I've heard for a movie in a long time. And you know that I like Hans Zimmer's stuff on, you know, the Nolan trilogy. I thought it was all it all really bleeds together pretty well. Um I do enjoy the 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 collaborations there with, with BVS and of course uh, Hulkenborg's solo stuff with Zack Snyder's Justice League. But I really do feel like that 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 Giacchino here, he's really got, when I hear his theme, like I, I can hear almost hints of, of prior themes in there too, to some mm -hmm. extent. Yeah. And just the way that he utilizes some of the, some of the trumpets and the, the drums in regards to the way he 
touches on the theme just really really hits home really well and I again I'm just really excited to see this yeah I think this is this is going to be a great great film yep we look forward to it only a couple more months just a little under five we'll be witnessing the Batman but that is where we are going to put a pin in it for this episode as you all know, you can follow this show on uh, Podbean, Twitter, Facebook. Just search for T-E-K underscore podcast. Um, you can also leave us an email or even leave us a review on iTunes. Help us get the show noticed. Just search for The Eternal Night. Uh, Craig, my friend, where can people find you on the social platforms they wish to follow you along? Uh, social, you can find me on Instagram, Craigie Omega, C-R-A-I-G-G-Y-O-M-E-G-A. Great. Thank you again, Craig. It's always a blast chatting the bat with you. Absolutely. Love it. And if y'all want to follow moi on any social platform, just search for Unfiltered, uh, U-N-P-H-I-L-T-E-R-E-D-D-D, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Vero. And again, you can also find this show on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks again for listening. As always, uh, stay safe, wear your mask, and tell your friends about us. We appreciate it. Have a great day or night. Thank you, everyone. I'm vengeance. What's black and blue and dead all over? Thank you for listening to The Eternal Night. This podcast is not affiliated with Warner Media or DC Entertainment. All thoughts shared belong to those involved and not the companies they happen to work for or be talking about. Drop us an email at eternalnightpod at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at T-E-K underscore podcast. Thank you.